Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for your presence tonight. We thank you that your presence is always supernatural. We thank you that your presence is always doing something beyond what we can ask, think, or even dream of. God, I pray that tonight, as we get into the word, Lord, as we get into the word of travailing prayer, God, that we get into this place of, of your presence and understanding that, that what you do in our life is beyond our ability to make something happen, Lord. That we can't struggle hard enough, that we can't strive enough for you to do something big in our life, Lord. But we can ask you to be God and we can yield to your presence and yield to your will. And you will show up every time in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Everybody go ahead and give a hand clap and a praise to Jesus right now. For what he just did in our midst. I believe God is doing amazing things in our youth church. You can go ahead and kill the music. Turn it off, turn it down, however you want to say that. Um, travailing prayer. So travailing is something that's, that's beyond uh, uh, your emotional state. That it's something deep inside of you that's hungering for God. That you, you, you can't figure out why you have this thing on the inside of you that's making you desire more of God than you can actually do on your own. And, and I, I believe that, that God wants to give us a spirit of travail in our lives. A spirit of travail meaning a hunger that's beyond our ability to go after God. And so travailing prayer. So I'm, I'm overjoyed to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with you guys every week. It's probably one of the, the highlights of my week. Obviously, besides like taking my wife out on sweet dates because she's awesome and she's beautiful and she deserves it, right? Everybody say, Diane deserves it. Diane. <laughs> um, so, so God is this. He's a burden lifter that he, he, he moves every obstacle out of our way so that Christ has the opportunity to shine through our life. He breaks off every hard area of our heart so that the Holy Spirit can shine through our life. And tonight I want to talk about travailing prayer. Travail is this. It's engaging in painful or laborious effort. So travail is, is like childbirth, right? There's something that, that's, there's a baby in the inside of a woman, she, of, of a woman's womb and she's giving birth to it. Now it's beyond her control that this baby is, is causing all this, her body to do all these things, right? The baby's in there and it's causing her to struggle. It's causing her to try to force this baby to, to, to be born, right? And so there's, there's, a, there's a thing on the inside of us as, as believers that has this, this thing that's it's, it's on the inside of our heart. See, my heart, it breaks in travailing prayer over, over you guys for you to be further formed in Jesus Christ. I labor every week because I want you guys to know Jesus in a deeper way than you've already known him. I don't want you guys to know the Jesus that your parents taught you about. I want you to know the Jesus that you know through his word. I want you to understand God based on what the word of God says. I want you to have a deep insight in your hearts. And I don't care. You don't get a junior high, high school Holy Spirit. You get the real deal. Holy feel. Everybody gets it. The same Holy Spirit that I got, you got. You get the same Holy Spirit that the that, 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 that Pastor Dave has, you have. The same Holy Spirit that your great-great-great-great-grandfather had or grandmother had, you have. The Holy Spirit is not a, a, a gender or an age. The Holy Spirit is, is real, He's powerful, and He does things beyond our ability to do them. Now, here's the thing. The Holy Spirit is a helper. So the Holy Spirit is here to help you do something. You don't pray, Holy Spirit, do this, Holy Spirit, do that, but not be willing to put effort in he comes alongside and he helps you to accomplish what God has for you to accomplish. And so God is going to show you guys things beyond what, you're, what, you, what you have the natural ability to do. For example, <clears throat> my friend in uh, Vancouver, 
Um, he was praying for this thing. They're calling it the gospel truck. And this, this truck is a literally like the back end of a semi-truck, and it folds out into a, a, a full-size stage. And, this, and it's going to be towed. He's going to take it all over the United States, and they're going to set up on different locations, and they're going to preach the gospel in the middle of parks, go to colleges and preach the gospel. They're going to go all over, the, all over the United States and preach the gospel from the back of this truck, right? So he's been praying for this thing. This thing ain't cheap, man. This thing is like, like I think I want to say it's like a... Uh, $80,000 or some kind of crazy amount of money. Like it was an expensive, expensive piece of equipment, right? And so he's, or not actually more than that. I want to say it's, it's way more than that. I'm probably, I'm lowballing it. It's, anyways, it's, it's worth a lot of money. It's, it, it's, it took a lot of money. He's been talking about this thing for two or three years. God's going to give this to me. God's going to give this to me. God's going to open the door for me. God's going to make this happen. And just last week, he got the gospel truck through people sowing money into his ministry so that he can have his gospel truck so he can take it all over the United States and preach the gospel. Why? Because souls are important. Your guys' soul is important. Right? So every week I come here. Don't, I'm not doing this. I'm not saying this because I want you guys to pity me. I'm saying this because every week I come here because I want you guys' souls to prosper. I want you guys to know Jesus better than you knew him last week. I want you guys to know Jesus in a, in a bigger way. So, I don't labor in vain. I labor because I love God and I love you. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. I believe that it is the goal of God to give the church its ache back, a deep cry for souls. So, so, so many times we hear about Christianity and we talk about what Christianity can do for me. What Christianity can do for you individually. We think about Christianity. We think about how is it going to affect my life? How is it going to impact me? How am I going to benefit from the, 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 uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ? How am I, as a, as a person, an individual, how is it going to benefit my life, right? Well, I'm going to tell you right now that is the consumerism, Americanized version of Christianity. That God is not here to, to make, give, you, give you your best life. God is here to take over your life. That He has asked us to give Him our life. In return, He gives us Him. And when we have Him, we have all we need. But anything outside of Him, we start functioning in a wrong identity and a wrong purpose in which what we are created to function in. And then you find yourself in depression, you find yourself in anxiety, you find yourself in fear, you find yourself feeling abandoned, you find yourself emotional, emotionally erect, you find yourself in all these different states, you find yourself needy, you find yourself looking for, for, for the need of attention of other people, because if you don't get the attention of other people, you don't feel like you're being fulfilled in your heart. Yeah? Maybe? Am I wrong? All right. I mean, I, I think I know I'm right because I've done it. <laughs> it's a natural human instinct to want to meet your need. And whatever that need is, you'll find a way to meet it. If you're hungry, what do you do? You get up off the couch or you say, Mom, make me a sandwich, right? <laughs> whatever it is, you, you get off the couch, you go to the kitchen, you go to the refrigerator, you look in the refrigerator and you're like, oh, nothing to eat, right? And the, the thing is stocked full of food and you're like, nothing to eat. Why? Because it's not something you can like... Grab quickly and just put it in your mouth, right? And so I have to actually make it. So I believe strongly that we have to get our eyes off of us and back onto God. We have to get our eyes, our, our focus of our Christianity off of us and onto God. Because you can't, you can't, you can't, like, you can't fulfill the, the, the great commission of God, which is to go and make disciples and make disciples if you're only thinking about yourself. 
How are you ever going to talk about anybody else about Jesus when all you're thinking about is what you need from Jesus? See, all you're thinking about is what you need. All you're thinking about is what you want. And that's called what? Selfishness. Good job. I like the good answer. Right? And so, so we have this thing inside of us that just, that's innately our, our fleshly desire to fulfill our own needs. Whatever that, that itch we have, we need to scratch it. Like whatever that, that feeling is, we need to make sure that it gets met. Whatever that unmet need is, we want to find a way to fulfill it. And it doesn't matter how it happens sometimes. And sometimes we're willing to bend our moral standards in order to get something met because we are feeling like we're in such lack. And that's where sin comes in. That's where we're meeting our needs with, with small things that are momentary. They don't really fulfill you. A lot of times they actually make you feel like in regret. And like, dang it, I shouldn't have done that. Right? And, and, and it doesn't fulfill you. It only meets a need for a moment. Right? And so Jesus wants to fulfill your need for life. He wants to, to, to take your life for you so that you can live a life in Him. And you have all you need in Him. So in Romans chapter 8, verses 24 through 20, uh, 22 through 24, it says this. Chapter 8, 22 through 24. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so that we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies, for for in this we hope that we're saved but hope that is seen is not hope at all who hopes for what they already have you have you hope for what you don't see if you already have it you don't need to hope for it because you already have it <laughs> like, like, like i don't have to hope for these shoes because they're already on my feet i already have it right pretty logical right so so there's something inside of us that that, that is a longing for god to show up in our life and to make himself known in our hearts. There's something inside of us. That's the groaning. That's the inner working of God. The desiring something inside of our, our hearts that's, that's making us go after things. So what is groaning? What is that groaning that, that the Bible's talking about? It's the feeling of inadequate like you're not enough. I, I can't do it. Oh my gosh. How many of you guys ever try to go do something and you're like, I can't do it. I'm just going to give up. Right? I asked my son to get a water jug for the, the water dispenser in our house, and he's like, oh, it's too heavy, I can't lift it. Right? He's, just, he's not here, I'm going to make fun of him. So, so like, like, you know, he, I can't lift it. I'm like, come on, man, man up. Put your big boy pants on. Let's get this thing going. Like, roll it if you have to. I don't care. Just move it. Right? And so, so he, he, he says he can't do it before he even tries. How many of you guys ever do that? You guys are getting ready to do something, and before you even make the first step or put your hand to whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, you say you can't do it, so you don't even try. Oh my goodness, that's a pandemic. <laughs> so the feeling of inadequacy that we're not enough, that's the groaning on the inside, like, oh God, right? Finding fulfillment in other things besides Jesus. 
There's a groaning, there's a yearning on the inside of you for fulfillment that you're trying to fulfill, whether that's an unmet need, maybe you, your, your, your mom or your dad's not around, or maybe your parents are having this or that issue, or maybe you're having an emotional issue, or maybe you're having a, a bad relationship with the person that you shouldn't be in a relationship with anyways, because they ain't worth your time, they're a bum, right? And so, so like, whatever that it might be, like, like, maybe you just need to, am I just saying the truth or what? Like, this is how it rolls, right? Just coming out, coming out the gate. So, so you're finding fulfillment in other things besides Jesus and this person or this thing or whatever this might be. It's never going to fully fulfill your heart. It's always going to bring heartache to you. It's always going to bring destruction to you. So there's a groaning, a yearning on the inside to fulfill this thing. The lower level thinking of what seems right to man but in the end leads to death. The lower level thinking of it's normal for humans to do this. It's normal for humans to feel this. It's normal for, as a man, to, to do this. It's normal for a woman, as a woman, to do this. It's normal. This is normal culture. This is normal society. This is normal. This is, this is what's expected of me. This is what's normal in my culture. But I'm going to ask you guys to take your mind off of the lower level thinking and take it up to a next level to where God's at and say, Let's, Lord God, I want your expectation of me. I want to fulfill what you have for me. I don't want to live at the lower level of what seems right, but in the end learn, leads to death. And then, and then that, that verse, it says the first fruits of the Spirit. The first fruits of the Spirit is, is, is it, everybody take your finger and point it at your forehead. And say, I am the first fruits of God. <laughs> You're like, what, I'm a, I'm a, who's an apple? Who's an orange? No, I'm joking. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? As first fruits... Believers are a testimony to God's power in salvation. They are, the, they are the firstborn redeemed by Christ's blood in their holy standing. Believers are God's first fruits, holy to the Lord, the first fruits of his harvest. So when Jesus died on the cross, I know that says a lot, they're like, what are you talking about? That sounds like a bunch of weird stuff, right? And so, so what I'm saying is this that on the cross, when Jesus died for our sins, there was, there was a harvest that God was trying to get. Those that believe in Jesus are God's first fruits. Meaning this, that, that, he, that you're a harvest to God. You're, you're something that God is, is, is pulling into Him as a, as, as a portion of who He says you are. As something that was created from Him. Like He sustains you. He, he provides nutrients to your life to, to be the, the fruits of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, self-control. So all those fruits work in your life as you stay connected and dependent on the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. So the other thing is, is that we must be born again. Do you know that the byproduct of not living in right standing with God will give you depression and anxiety because you are living outside of your created value? I'm just trying to make this as logical as possible. It's like, oh, that just makes sense. Like if you're, if you're living outside of the created value in which God has set up for you, if you're living outside of the purity that God has created for you, if you're living outside of the, the honesty and, and, and integrity and the character that God has provided for you to walk in, if you're living outside of that and you walk into sin, if you steal something from a store, what's probably going to happen? Or you get away with it and then, you, then your parents find out and then they make you bring it back. I remember when Elijah was a little kid, he said, here's not here, so I'm going to keep talking about him. And when Elijah was a little kid, he wanted this little stuffed animal from Old Navy. 
And he was, oh man, he was probably like three or four. And, uh, and we, 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 go, we get out of the store and we're taking stuff out of the car and we're putting it in, in, into the, uh, the, the car. And, and uh, we're, we're taking it all out, we're putting it in the car and, and, and we see this thing and we're like, he took this little stuffed animal and stuffed it underneath the little like, you know, chair thing, the, the stroller, like hit it. He was jacking stuff from the store at like four years old, little thief. And so, so he put this thing, like stuffed it under this thing, you guys can make fun of him later. So he was stuffing this thing under here and, he, and then we, we get all the way to the car and we're unpacking this thing and my, my wife goes, Elijah, what's this? And he goes, <laughs> you know the, the look you have when you get caught, you can't say nothing, but like, huh? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Wasn't me. <laughs> right? And so he totally got caught red-handed. And we're like, we need to take that back to the store. He goes, I want to. Right? And so we made him take it back to the store. And he took it back to the lady. And he was like, I'm sorry. I put this in the car. And he was crying. It was a good lesson. He's never stolen this that I know of anyways. <laughs> and so, so like, like living outside of your, outside of your born-again nature in God, you actually invite depression, anxiety, fear, frustration, anything that, that's, that's horrible, that sucks in your life, that, that is just not, like, like internally. I'm, I'm, there's things that happen outside that we can't control, right? So, like, well, who, we can't control coronavirus. This is not, not within our control, right? And so, the, like, what I'm saying is this, is there's things that, that happen inside your internal person that, that you invite based on what you invite yourself into when you're in agreement with sin, in agreement with knocking, not walking in your born-again New nature in Christ Jesus. And we're going to explain a little bit what the born again new nature in Christ Jesus is. So in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 20 through 24, it says, But you have not, not you have not so learned, oh, sorry, but you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard of him and have not been taught him, by or not been taught by him, as a truth, as, it, as the truth is in Jesus. So what's saying is saying, we, we haven't learned unless we've learned from Christ. We haven't learned unless we've gotten alone with Christ and said, be my teacher, be my instructor, show me how to live, show me what to do in this new life in you. I'm going to ask that if you guys are talking to each other that you don't until service is over. Thank you. Um, that, we, that we learn from Jesus, uh, that we put off concerning your former conduct and your old man, which grows corrupt according to its deceitful lusts and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, which, is, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. That we as, we as believers, we put off the old person and we put on the new person in Christ Jesus. That we no longer live like we did before we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. If we're living like we did before, then did we really accept Jesus in our life? Or did we just pray a prayer? We just like run out, we just like recited what everybody else was saying, had an emotional experience. And then went back and did what we want to do. Right? So that's not the goal. The goal is to put off the old person and put on the new person in Christ Jesus. Right? Because it's all about Jesus in you. Uh, Colossians 1.27. Christ in you, the hope of glory. This is done by the grace of God. As the grace that God has given us by faith. So it's by grace through faith that we believe in Christ Jesus. They were made new through the salvation in Christ Jesus. We are made new through Jesus by our faith through the grace that God has provided for us to be transformed. Grace is not so you can continue to be a screw-up. <laughs> grace is not so you can go, well, there's grace for that. I'm just going to keep doing what I want to do. 
Grace is not for you to continue to sin. Grace provides you the opportunity for transformation to walk out your new nature in Christ Jesus. Grace, people say, uh, uh, it's unmerited favor. It's the favor of God on your life that gives you a choice because you serve God by choice. You choose Him. You, by choice, you choose to walk in your new nature or you just continue to live the old life that you used to live. Right? So it's choice. And faith in Jesus. Colossians chapter 3. If you have your Bible apps, you're welcome to use it. If you have your Bible, you're welcome to open that up. Read along, whatever you want. Stay, stay engaged. I just feel like God is doing something in this travailing prayer. So this travailing prayer, well, I want to I go back to the basis of what I'm saying here. The, the travailing prayer is this. It's this, is this desire on the inside of you for transformation into what God has for you. It's a desire on the inside of you that says, I want Jesus more than I want my old life. I want the presence of God more than I want to be cool. I want, I want the nature of Jesus more than I want to be liked by people. I want, I want God more than I want anything else. I know that everybody has teenagers. You want to fit in. You want to feel cool. You want to do what everybody else is doing. Or you're like, I ain't trying to do what everybody else is doing, but you're really doing what everybody else is doing. Like, even though you say you're not doing what everybody else is doing, it's already happening because you're trying to rebel and everybody's trying to rebel. So you're already doing what everybody's doing. You're already trying to rebel. So you might as well just stop trying to be cool and just get in with Jesus and be right. Amen? Is that too fast? <laughs> So Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. It says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. So what, what am I saying? Set your hearts on things above. If you're down here worried about what, like, Sam and Jimmy and, and, and Susie and Sandy and, and everybody else is doing, and you're like, your life is all wrapped up in all this nonsense, are, are your things in your heart, are they set on things above? If, if, you're, if you're like the latest thing on, what's the, the For You or what did you call it earlier? For You page. If, if your life is wrapped up in For You page, you're not wrapped up on the things above. You're wrapped up in all this nonsense. Right? And then your heart gets all twisted up and you're like, oh God, oh, I can't believe they said that. I can't believe they did that. Oh, they're such an idiot. Can you believe this? Can you believe that? And you're just constantly talking trash about each other. And I'm telling you right now, those are not the things above. Those are definitely the things below, right? The way that seems right that leads to death. <laughs> oh, good. I love Jesus. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Everybody say this. I have been raised with Christ. I am setting my heart on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. So, oh, oh my gosh, okay, okay. Woo! So good, okay. On the things above, so Jesus is seated in the heavenly places, right? He's up next to the right hand of God. He's, he's there, he's, he's right next to him. He's sitting there like, like paradise. Come here real quick. Hurry up, come on. Rapido, rapido, let's go. Right here. So let's pretend, pretend, uh, pretend paradise is God. Everybody say hi, God. I'm God. I'm God. <laughs> You're God. I'm okay. Jesus. Okay. I got the beard. That's why. Right. And so, so like I'm Jesus. So I'm sitting here and I'm like here with God and I'm just talking to God. And I'm talking to God about you because that's what Jesus does. He's, he's, he's mediating. He's in between you and God. And he's talking to God about you. And he's saying, man, can you believe Eric? He's such an amazing person. 
Like, like I know he doesn't. He, sometimes he thinks he's not that amazing, but or sometimes he thinks he's too amazing. He's really not that amazing. But like, we're we're working with him. We're working with him. And so, so like, <laughs> sorry, I love you. And so, so like, so Jesus is talking to God about you, and he's interceding on your behalf, trying to to get you. And then he's like, he's, and he's like, it's like this. He's just like, okay, Holy Spirit, go get him. And the Holy Spirit goes. Because the Holy Spirit's like wind, and the Holy Spirit flies down and starts to swirl around Eric's head, and he gives him a little noogie and tells him he loves him, and he, and he gives him a big old hug, and then blesses him. And Eric's like, "Oh, the love of God draws men to draws draws people to Him. Oh, thank you, Jesus, I feel Your presence." And so, see, he's feeling it right now. And so, the Holy Spirit is is moving on his life through the communication between Jesus and God. So it says this: Set your mind, Eric, Eric. Set your mind on things above. We're above you right now, right? So set your mind on things above, where Jesus and God are hanging out, chilling. Just vibing on you on your life and trying to trying to get get you to get get right, right? And so they're they're trying to they're praying for you, they're they're interceding for you, they're looking after you, they're they're guiding you, they're just like, no, don't turn there, don't turn there, go this way. And so they're, they're giving you all this direction and they're working on your life. Set your mind on things above. That means this: that even though you're on earth, you can actually be in heaven too. Ooh. Thank you, thank you, God. And so so even though everybody say thank you, God. So even though you're on earth, even though you're like down here with all the other minions, right? You're down here with all the other people. And I'm sorry, that was bad. And so you're down here with all the other people. And, 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 and God's like saying this, like even though you're down here, put your mind up here. Put your thoughts up here. Put your ways up here. Put your heart up here. And set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Oh my gosh. Is Jeremy giving you his opinion or is he reading scripture? Come on, preach it. And so I'm reading scripture, not on earthly things. For you died to your life, and now your life is hidden in Christ our Lord. So just because you now you're in this life, and you're trying to say this, well, this person did this, and this person did that, and it hurts my heart, and it makes me feel this way, and it makes me feel that way. And God's like saying this, put your mind and your heart on things above. Put them on me, and when you put them on me, your life is now surrounded with me, Christ Jesus, and you can actually live out your faith in Christ. That's pretty darn amazing. It means it's not about you. It's about Him working through you. It means you don't have to perform to be a Christian. It means you can count on Jesus to be the Lord of your life. It means you don't have to try harder to do better. It means you put your mind on Him. And when you put your mind on Him, ever heard her say, if you can put your mind to it, you can do anything. In algebra class, if you just put your mind to it, Hey, I'm just saying right now, the Lord better help me because I ain't got no mind for them algebra numbers and letters and all that good stuff. It ain't working for me, right? I need the help of Jesus. So, so I'm just telling you, so put your mind on things above this and where God is. For you died to your old life and now you're hidden in Christ Jesus. Where, when Christ is in your life and appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. It means this, when Christ is in your life, His glory rests upon you. That you're, you're on earth, but you're seated in heavenly places with the Father. Because you're in Christ Jesus. It means this, that like, when I, like, like times when I'm praying for you guys, or I'm prophesying for you guys, I literally have one foot here, but I also have another one up in heaven because I'm trying to hear from God, and I want to speak what God's t- saying to my heart. Right? There's times where I've, I've, I've prayed over you guys, and I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm just saying words that are coming out of my mouth and through my head, and it's just... 
flowing, right? I don't even know how it's there. I don't know your situations. I probably haven't had any kind of conversation with you prior to what we just talked about or, or, or anything like that uh, uh, prior to service or anything like that. I, never, I, don't, I don't get into all that stuff, right, a lot. And so there's some of you guys I know a little bit deeper on a relationship level, and that's fine. We're maybe leadership, and I'm, I'm, I'm mentoring you one-on-one or, or, or in a group or, or whatever that looks like. I mentor a lot of the young men that way. And so, so like, there's certain kind of relationship, but, like, a lot of you guys I haven't actually spent time with, and I've prayed for you guys, and I've said things, and I know I've said things that I was never told by you or your friends. So what is it, how does that work? I'm saying it works for me as well as it can work for you. You can know things beyond what you think you know because you're, getting, you're getting, receiving it from the Holy Spirit. How many of you guys want that prophetic gift, word of knowledge in your life? Raise your hand. Or put your hands out. Put your hands out. Come on. If you want it, I'm going to pray. God's going to give it to you right now. Just get the faith. I just believe God's going to do it. Like you're going to be around for friends and people and God's going to drop things in your heart. And you're going to be like, what was that? And you're just going to say it and you're going to be like, how did you know that? And you're going to go, Jesus. It's really good, right? Okay, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I ask that you release prophetic words, words of knowledge, spiritual insight, right now in the name of Jesus. It is, it is the, the right in our inheritance through Christ Jesus that we have this access to this. And it's unto salvation that we get this. In the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you right now for your presence to be upon each one right now in the name of Jesus. I just release it right now in Jesus' name. I just release it right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. I receive that. Do you? <laughs> when Christ Jesus in your life you, okay, put to death therefore whatever belongs to your earthly nature now I'm going to say a list and this list has to do with your earthly nature or your sinful nature or what seems right to man or what's normal to everybody else right? and so put to death what's on your earthly nature sexual immorality immorality <laughs> Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. So idolatry is putting something as an idol in your life, right? You're making these, these, these fleshly needs more important, which, you're, which makes it an idol, than you're making it more important than God. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming to you. Uh, to you. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. But now you must rid yourselves of these such things. Another list. Anger. Rage. Malice, slander, and filthy language. How many of you guys like to cuss? I'm just going to raise your hand. Who <laughs> you told yourself? <laughs> um, filthy language. And from your lips, do not lie. How many, how many liars we got in here? I, I, I was the best liar. I was so good at it. I'm just telling you right now, like, I was like, bam. I just, someone say, like, what about this? You're like, oh, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> it just comes out like natural. That's not good. <laughs> that's not good at all. Like, if you're just a natural liar, that's just not good. <laughs> need the Holy Spirit to, to tame your heart and purify your soul. Uh, do not lie to each other since we have, been, we have taken off the old self and, and with its practices. And have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge, in the image of its creator. So in our creator, we have a new way of behaving. We have a new way of being, which is our born-again nature in Christ Jesus. So this is, this is hunger on the inside of us. This is travailing thing of meeting a desire inside of us, whether that's a lustful desire, a, 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 um, 
a, a desire of greed or something you're, you're idolizing in your life, whatever it may be, or maybe it's anger, you're just always angry, or maybe it's slander, we always talk in trash about people, or maybe it's filthy language where you just can't seem to talk right. You just have this thing inside you that's causing you to do that. God, God is saying this, put that off and put on the new self in Christ. Seat yourself in heavenly places. Is there a desire inside of you to pursue God outside of what you have accepted as normal? Is there something inside of you that says, I want Jesus more than I want this? Do you have a conviction in your heart when you sin? Do you have something inside you that says, that's not right, I shouldn't do that? Or, or this, or are you so callous to what you do that you don't even see as wrong? That is an issue. That is an issue. But here's the thing. You ask God this. God, grant me the gift of repentance. It says this, godly sorrow leads to repentance. So godly sorrow is the conviction of the Holy Spirit working on your heart saying, no, nah, that's not good for you. And then you're like, God, I'm so sorry. I, I shouldn't have done that. Lord, I ask right now, I just your forgiveness. Lord, I ask right now, you just put me up, take me up in my mind and my thoughts on heavenly things. I'll take my, my thoughts up to where you're at, God. I, I, was, I got caught up. I just, I just Honestly, God, I got caught up with whatever I was feeling in the moment. And I just gave in. God, I ask right now that you just... I just that's not even me, Lord. I'm new in you. And you start call, claiming the new nature you have in God. And so, so we, we, don't, we, don't, we put off its practices, the old self, the old self, the old practices, what's normal. What do we practice on a daily basis? Like, like each one of you has, a, has maybe plays sports or you, you, you're in school and you're doing homework. You're practicing your, your math. You're practicing your, your vocabulary. You're practicing. What are you practicing on a daily basis of sin in your life that you, maybe you need to stop and put it off? Right? What are you, what are you putting on that, that's, not, that's not good? If you're constantly talking trash about people, that's called gossip and that's a sin. You got so quiet. You were like, hmm? <laughs> right? We're supposed to speak life into each other. Whether I like you or not. <laughs> Bible says to love your enemies. It doesn't say talk trash about, about them on Instagram. <laughs> it doesn't say make a for you video about how much you don't like this person. <laughs> <laughs> in John chapter 3 like, like here, do you have a hunger on the inside of you that wants to go up higher do you have something on the inside of you that says I need more than what this is like I'm not satisfied with this like this I always feel upset I always feel depressed I always feel anxiety I always feel fear I always feel like dang it I always feel like I'm not good enough I always feel anxious it's because you're living in a lower nature than you were created to walk in. And God's saying, come on up here. I got a better thing for you. I got something better for you. I'm telling you guys that there's a way through and out of what, you're, what, you, what you might be walking in right now. I'm trying to give you guys some hope. In John chapter 3, verses 5 and 8, it says this. Jesus answered, and he was obviously speaking, he speaking this eternal truth. Unless you are born of water and, and the, the, the spirit wind, and unless you're born of the water and spirit wind, you will never enter in God's kingdom, or unless you're born of the water and water, like being baptized or born of the Spirit, you will never enter in the kingdom, in the kingdom's realm, or into God's heavenly realm that you can have right now. 
For, for the natural realm can only give birth to the things in the natural. But the spiritual realm gives birth to the supernatural life. How many of you guys want the superness of God, God's super duperness, to come on your natural? Or like, bam, it's like you just have these thoughts, you just have this wisdom, you just have these, these ideas, you just have this like entrepreneurial, like God just gives you this business idea. God just gives you this ability to speak to someone's life and their life has changed. Or, or maybe you're doing something at school and all of a sudden your friends are having this issue. And then because you're moved, your heart's moved with compassion and you start speaking in their life and you create peace in their life. Why? Because you're seated in the heavenly places where, where God's at. And now you have these answers that are beyond your ability to have them. That they're beyond your ability and God is, is drawing you up there. So I want this supernatural. It says you shouldn't, you shouldn't be amazed by my statement that you must be born again. You must be born of the Spirit. Because Jesus was talking to Nicodemus at the time, and Nicodemus was like, wait a minute, born again? Do I have to go back into my, my, my mom's stomach and then actually like, be born again? And Jesus was like, no, dude, no, no, dude. No, bro, no. And so, and so Jesus was like, no, don't be amazed by what I'm saying. He's saying, for the spirit wind blows as it chooses. So, so like the wind blows through the earth. Like you, like you could feel it. You can sense it. Do you see it? But do you see its effects? You can see the tree move. You can see someone's hair blowing the wind, right? The wind blows my beard. It's like so beautiful, right? And so, so like, like the wind blows. You, you can't see the wind, but you can see its effects, right? When, when, when someone's walking in the Spirit, you may not be able to see the Holy Spirit, but you can see the effects of the Holy Spirit on someone's life. Why? Because you can see the fruit of the Spirit exuding from who they are. You can see how they treat people. You can see what, what they do in their life. You can see, are they consistent? You can see, are they really born again, or they just kind of say it, right? You can see, is there consistency in their life or not? And so this, the Spirit of God is, is, is moving uh, around us and, and, and through us, and God is, is doing something beyond us. So it says this, For the wind blows as, as it chooses. You can hear it sound, but you don't know where it came from or where it's going. So it is with the, so it is with the hearts of those who are born of the Spirit. Here's the thing. Being born of the Spirit creates a dependency on the Holy Spirit. I'll read that again. So it is with the hearts of those who are born with the Holy Spirit. You don't know where it's going. You don't know where it's coming from. But when it's there, you can feel it. You don't understand it fully. Like, who here understands the Holy Spirit? My hand's down, because I'm trying. <laughs> I really am. Right? I want, I want to. Right? My hunger is there. My desire is there. My yes is there. Is your yes there? Is your yes like, yeah, yes, I want, I want to know you. I want to know your Spirit. I want to know what your Holy Spirit is doing. Right? And so, so we're saved by grace through faith in Christ Jesus. And our faith is what the Holy Spirit is doing in our lives through what we accepted as Jesus as our Savior. So we gave our life to Jesus. And since the Holy Spirit is a helper, does that mean when someone is helping, does that mean he's doing it all? No. You're part of it. He's a helper. Right? He's a comforter. He brings comfort to your situation. But you have to receive that comfort. You have to accept that comfort. You have to receive that help. You have to accept that help. You have to take the hand of the Holy Spirit by faith, right? I don't see the Holy Spirit like there's 
There's air there, right? But I have to, by faith, I'd say, Lord, just, I'm, I'm pulling myself up into your heavenly realm. I want to know what you have for me. Like, I, maybe I don't see it right now. Maybe I don't feel it right now. Maybe I don't even know what's going on. I, I have no idea. Well, Holy Spirit, you do. You know every step from the, the end to the beginning. Or from the beginning to the end. Either direction. You know it all. Right? So I just want to be led by you. And being led by you is being dependent upon him. To be your source. Right? So, so when an apple... I wrote this a while ago, and some of you in our, in our text chain. Um, when a painter paints a painting, do they paint, does, it, does he paint it for the painting itself? When a sculptor sculpts a sculpture, does he sculpt it for the sculpture itself? When God created you as his creation, did he create you for yourself? God, the, the, the artist, paints the painting for others to enjoy. The sculptor sculpts the sculpture for others to go, whoa. God created you for you to shine the glory of Jesus Christ and for others to be impacted by the Holy Spirit working in your life. You're not created for yourself. You're created for His great name. You're created to shine the love and goodness of God. And you can't shine the love and goodness of God when all you're thinking about is yourself. When you're, all you're thinking about is how life is affecting you. When all you're thinking about is, what am I getting out of this, God? What's, what's, what's going to happen for me here? What's going to happen for me there? I, I promise you this, that if you fully give yourself over to Christ Jesus, if you fully give yourself, or I'm just going to say if, I'm going to say when. When you fully give yourself over to Christ Jesus, it's a choice. Love the Lord God with all your heart, your mind, your, your, your will, and your, your mind, and your soul, right? Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. So your, your will is where you say yes or you say no. I don't want to do that or yes, I'll do that, right? And your will is where pride likes to hang out, right? Pride, like, pride comes before the what? The fall, right? God resists the proud, right? And so we don't want to be prideful. That's not good. We want to be humble, right? And so we love God with all of our mind, our will, and our emotions, our, our soul, our, our mind, our will, and our, our emotions, and our soul, our, our, our will, all the things that, that are inside of us. We love God with everything on the inside of us. We don't hold anything back. So instead of saying, like, instead of saying, like, I have a choice when God asks me to do something, uh, I gave him my will. So if it's God's will for me to go and preach the gospel, did I, do I have a choice? This is just logic. Do I have a choice? I have a choice, but if I gave him my will to do his will, do I actually have a choice? If I want, <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> He's like, yes, no, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> no, so the, here's the goal. Here's, the, here's, the, here's, the, here's what it is. God gives us the ability to say no because he wants our hearts to be in it. You can't love the Lord God without your heart, your mind, your soul if your heart's not in it. If your heart's kind of in it and kind of out, that's called lukewarm. And lukewarm gets spit out of the mouth of God. You're either hot or you're cold. One or the other. You have to choose, right? What do you want? Do you want to be partly in and be cool with all your friends and, and fit in and, and do what all your friends are doing? Or do you want to get in with what God's doing, what you're created for? Because when you get into what all your friends are doing, what's going to happen is a lot of emotional turmoil, depression, fear, and anxiety, and all these other outlying things that don't seem like they're happening right at the moment because all you're thinking about is the good things. But the end result of all this stuff over here is, is what I just said. 
But if you get in over here where you're in with God and you're like, maybe you're going through a hard time, but you're with the Holy Spirit and God's working in your heart and He's, and he's showing you, He's comforting you, He's being your helper, he's being, the person, he's being the person with you in that moment of pain or in that moment of struggle and the, and the Holy Spirit is girding you up with His strength and you don't have to do it on your own, but you're doing it in the strength of the Lord. It's your choice, it's not mine, right? And, and so I choose it for myself, you have to choose it for yourself, right? And so... So God is asking us to be born again we, and, and be born again in the Spirit by the renewing of our mind through the Word of God that we have to be under the presence of God that we, we understand that Jesus is sitting next to God at the right hand of the Father making intercession, talking to God about us and He's sending the Holy Spirit down to minister to us and show us that the will of God in our life and lead us into who He is. And so, so here's the thing. We, we have to understand that it's not about what we don't have but it's about what we have in Him. It's not about what we think we lack, but it's about what we have in Him. That's why the Bible says be thankful in all things. Right? Be thankful in what you have in Christ Jesus. It says that, that, that thank, thankfulness is the, as access to God's presence. Thankfulness is access to, to what God's already done in your life. And so in Galatians chapter 4, verses 19, it says this. You are my dear children. This is Apostle Paul saying this is to the Galatians. He said, you are my dear children, but I apologize. Uh, but... Oh, I'm sorry, not apologize. But I agonize in spiritual labor pains once again until the anointed one will be fully formed in your hearts. Paul had an understanding. He had an understanding as a spiritual father. He had an understanding as someone that deeply cares about people knowing who Christ Jesus is. He had an understanding that deeply cares about people Understanding that it's a process of God being formed in you. But that process only begins with your yes. That process only begins when your will is submitted to your love for God. And not your love for yourself. Or for meeting other people's needs. So we have this choice inside of our life. This travailing, laborious, like desire, like Sometimes, like, let's be real. Sometimes life is like, oh my gosh. Really? Are you serious? Again? <laughs> really? Coronavirus is spiking again? Freaking Corona? Are you serious? <laughs> How many of you guys have, have been in your room and all of a sudden, like, I'm going to be real with you. Like, like I, I, you, if you know me any, any amount of time, you know that I'm a, I'm a softy. I cry on a drop of a hat. Usually the Holy Spirit hits me. I'm like, oh, Jesus. I just love him. And just, I just feel it, right? And so there, there was a time where, like, back in the day, like, I was at my workstation in my, in my office at my house. And I was not talking to anybody, like, outside of my house. And I was feeling a little bummed out. And I don't even know what happened. I just started crying. And I was like, why am I crying? What the heck? It just came out. And I was like, oh, and, and I just let it out. Right? Just so I was like a wussy. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I'll be a wussy. And so, so I'm just letting it out, man. I'm just letting it go. Like letting all the tears flow. And I don't even know why I'm crying. And, and I'm just like, God, why am I crying? And I, I'm trying to figure this out. Like how many of you guys have ever been there where you just don't know why you're so stinking emotional and life is happening and it's hitting you. And it seems like it's going left and right and bam and up and down. You're like, you don't even know where it's coming from. But all of a sudden you just feel this pressure on your soul that you can't explain. God is doing something inside your heart to bring transformation. That's the groaning on the inside of you saying, God, I want more. 
I don't, I'm not satisfied. As much as I try to like, fill my life with all these extra random things and fill my life with what seems right to man, as much as I try to fill my heart with all those things, they never add up. They never fulfill. They're gratifying for the moment, but like a week or two later or months down the road when all of a sudden I get confronted by the, holy, the truth and the holiness of God, I'm like, dang it, I've been messing up. Like, let's be real. If somebody did this, let's say that this wasn't the graphic that Elijah created. Everybody says, Elijah's a good graphic, isn't he? So let's say this wasn't the graphic that Elijah created. Let's say this was, Eric, let's just say this. Are you ready for this? Let's say this. This is a movie screen of everything that Eric does in The Secret. How do you feel about that, Eric? Terrible. <laughs> let's, just, let's just say, let's just say this, let's just say this is a movie screen. Scarlett? Yeah. Everything that Scarlett does in the secret is just... Let's not do that. Let's not do that? You don't want that? No? Okay. Let's just say, let's just say, Josiah, let's just say that everything that you've done in the past, because, you know, I know you're, you're, you're holy now. I mean, like, I know you're redeemed and you don't do anything wrong now. But, like, back in the day when you were doing all those wrong things, like all those bad things in the secret, no one was looking, right? You'd sneak in that candy bar in your pocket and you're like <laughs> punching that fool in the head, right? So whatever it might have been, whatever the, the, the situation might have been, let's just say that's just... Little snapshots and decides they're going, oh. I'm talking about this. We get really good at, at, at like painting a picture with our rosy colored glasses that make us look like this is so good. I'm so good. Oh my goodness. My life is so awesome. Right? We get really good at doing these things, right? We get re- really good at making ourselves look better than we really are on the secret t- in the secret place. Like the secret place is not really holy. The secret place is, is corrupt by all our, our fleshly desires. The secret place is not really filled with the Holy Spirit. It's filled with a whole bunch of uh, not holy spirit stuff, right? It's filled with you and your desires. Like, 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 let's be real. Let's be honest. Let's just be, just be totally open, right? Like this is, this is how we get rid of it. We go to the root and we say, no, that's not right. God's confronting you. I'm talking about the holiness of God. You're so caught, you can't, you have no words to say. You're so caught, and you're like, um, yep, I did it. <laughs> you can't say no. You can't say no. You're like, Who, what? <laughs> How many guys, when you get caught, you say, huh? <laughs> Your parents are like, you did this, this, this. You're like, huh? Got up, right? And then you say, huh, but your face is turning red. You're like, you're getting flushed. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so caught. Like, I can't even, like, I have nothing to say. I'm, I'm done. I did it. I did it. I might as well be real, right? And so here's the thing. So that cute little screen that we were talking about, do you understand that because the Holy Spirit hovers the earth, that Jesus, that you said, Lord, come live in my life, be the Lord of my life, live in my heart. Holy Spirit, come fill me up. Show me who you are. Do you understand that even though you think you're getting away with it and you're hiding it because the people around you, the physical people, like your parents or maybe me or maybe one of your other friends or maybe something else is going on, like the, the things that you try to hide in the background and the little side doors of your life that you just, you know, the, the front door is pretty. Front door looks good. It's got the cute little Christmas wreath on it. It looks all pretty. Like it's beautiful, right? Get a little knocker. Like, like the beautiful little metal knocker, like it's all shiny. But that little side door, you just let those little random little, you know, idiots in there. And that little side door is this where, you know, you, no one sees that door. That's, that one's hidden. That one's back here. We don't talk about that one. That's, that's a, what happens in, in that side door. It stays in that side door. That, that's Vegas right there. That's, we, talk, we leave that right where it's at. And this door right here looks so beautiful. So I'm so Christian. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 
right? And so, so we have this life that we live that we like make it look all pretty on the front, right? But then the side door is not is that pretty is really at all. At all, and, and everybody just raise your hand. Just, just raise your hand. I'm just, just be real. Everybody just raise your hand. Just say it was me. Just say it was me. I did it. I did it. I did it. I'm gonna be real. I did it. I did it. Yep, I did it. Like, like, yeah, I definitely had that thought. Yep, it, it, it happened, right? I definitely went there and I did that. Yep, it, I ate it, those cookies. I ate those cookies or whatever. I stole that candy bar, whatever it might be. Let's just be real. Let's be honest. Because the thing is, is you're not hiding anything from God. You are not hiding anything from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, there is no sin in Him. There is no darkness in Him. And, and when He comes next to you and, you and all of a sudden you start to go, Oh, I don't like how that feels because I know I'm doing something wrong. That's the groaning on the inside of you that's calling you up to a higher level. That's not right. I don't want to do that. And then, and then you have this choice. I'm going to do it anyways. How many have you been there? <laughs> Come on. Everybody raise your hand. Everybody raise your hand. Let's just be real. <laughs> I've been there too. I've been there too. And so, so we have this thing that, that like, like Paul says this. As a father, he says this. I, I labor and agonize as in labor pains once again until the anointed one will be fully formed in your hearts. Fully formed. Means there's a process of the Holy Spirit of Jesus being formed in your life that it's not just a one and done you get you said Jesus you'll be the lord of my life and it's all good no you walk out your faith your salvation with fear and trembling that it's a daily denial of yourself taking up your cross and following him that it's a step by step process it's a walk with god you cannot walk without taking steps so every step you take you're either taking it towards god or you're taking it away from god and you have to choose that on your own Let's just be real. I mean, come on. I, I, we can't hide it. We can't get away from it. It's the real deal. It is what it is. We might as well be honest about it. We might as well be real about it and just say, you know what? I don't. I, rosy colored glasses are coming off. Let's just be honest. This is me. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. I need you. This is the dependency. I need you. I have this travail inside of my heart that Jesus would be fully formed in you. I have this thing, a laborious pain inside my heart that says, Lord, this agonizing God, let them see you. God, let them know you. God, let them feel your presence. God, let them know your spirit. God, let them know what you want from them. Let them feel what you have for them. Let them know you. See, when I travail... Uh, can we have some music? Go ahead and put it on the, the, the screen. It's, it's go to CCC on the, um, the laptop that's over there. Yeah, it's on YouTube. You guys got it. Praise the Lord. Everybody give them a hand. <laughs> See, I travail. I have this laborious pain inside my heart. Not because it hurts. Because I desire. I desire in me for you. To have Christ be fully formed in your life. That you're not just, you're not just doing Christian things, but your life is being transformed by Christ. You're not just trying to be a better person, but your life is changing and transforming into the image of your Creator. That you're fulfilled in His nature and, in, and who He says you are. See, 
I travail in prayer over this generation that they would value purity over perversion. I travail in my heart in prayer for holiness to be upon this generation. I travail in my heart for this generation to behold Jesus. I, like, I desire more than anything that you guys would see Jesus as magnified above everything else in your life. That you would put him above every situation and every circumstance. See, I travail in sal- that, that salvation becomes more important than a service order. Than a church service order. Than, than me fulfilling some kind of like, like we got to do this for 30 seconds, this for 20 minutes, and this for... No, man, I want your life to be saved. What does it matter if I'm on time if your life isn't saved by Jesus? What does it matter if I'm not willing to step out in faith and say, Patricia, there's a gift of repentance on your life. God is doing something in your life. And call all your family up here and pray for you and prophesy over Maddie. And what does it matter if I'm not willing to step out of my little tradition, if I'm not willing to step out of my little Christian religion and call out the nature of God so you can feel His presence and so you can make something new and different in your life. What does it matter if, I don't, if I'm not willing to do that? Service order is nothing. If you're not changed and you're not transformed, What's it matter? What's it for? What's it for? Can I have the music turned down just a little bit? That we make salvation the most important thing. That the power of the Holy Spirit and the presence of God is more important than the opinions of man. The power and the presence of God is more important than the, the opinions of man. I don't care what you think, I want God. I don't care what I think, I want God. I don't care what I feel, I don't care what doctrine I've made up, I don't care what theology I've been taught, I want God. I want your presence, I want who you are, I want your nature, I want the the power of God to come into this situation. I don't want your opinions, I don't want your thoughts, I want God. If If you are highlighting people's opinions and people's thoughts and people's ideas about God over who God says He is, then you are wrong. We are wrong. We want God. We want God to be God. I want God to define who He is. I don't want to make up a God because that's a lower God. That's an idol. I want God to be God. I want His nature to be what His nature says He is. I want Him to be the Lord of my life. I want Him to rule and reign, be the God of my life. I don't want to have the authority. I want to give Him the authority. I don't want my will to be my will. My will to be given to His. So my will is under subjection to the will of the God. Is there something inside of your heart that says, Jesus, I want you? Is there something in your heart that says, Jesus, I want you more than culture? Is there something inside of you that says, Jesus, I want you more than Christian thoughts, Christian ideas, Christian behavior? I want you, God. What's in your heart? What's in there? You know, I don't. Go after it. I'm not mad at you. I don't hate you. I'm not angry with you. I want you to love Jesus. I want you to be overwhelmed with Him. I want you to get along with Him in the presence of God in your room and say, God, I want you. God, I desire you. God, I need you. I can't, I can't live fake anymore. You can clap if you want to clap. That's fine. I can't live fake anymore. I can't live fake anymore. I can't live with rosy colored glasses saying that my life is this or my life is that. When it's really not. God, I just want you. I just want you. I want Christ's lordship above cultural opinion. I want his lordship above cultural opinion. Can you turn the music down just a little bit more? How many of you guys know that there's lots of cultural opinions on how we're supposed to behave or what we're supposed to do 
on what we're supposed to think, on how we're supposed to be more sensitive to this or sensitive to that. I'm not talking about, I'm not, hear me, don't, hear, don't, don't listen to my words, hear what I'm saying. If we value the person, our words will show it. If we value the, the person, our actions will show it. Is it value to call somebody out when they're not doing something right? Is it value to say that, hey, you're not living right right now, man. God has a better way for you. Is it value to call somebody out on their mess? Not because you're hating on them. Because you know there's a better way. The answer to that question is yes. I value you enough to not let you live in the mess. I value you enough to call you higher. I value you enough to say that you, you're living down here, man. It's up here where we should be at. It's almost like it's almost like a, a, a mandate from the Lord, like a, like, a, like a desire in my heart to say, Eric, come on. You got this, bro. Step up. 